Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. Today is one of those get ready with you episodes, which means it's going to be theoretically, hopefully, fingers crossed, short and sweet and kind of a lighter, you know, kind of vibration in terms of content to share with you as you're getting ready for your day, doing a commute, coming home from work, out with your kids, you name it, wherever you are, going for a walk, whatever it is, I'm happy to join you on your get ready with you journey, whatever that happens to look like. In today's episode, I thought I would share something because the other day on Instagram, and by the way, my Instagram handle has changed. So if you're trying to find me, you can find me over at Bella Lively World right now. So if you want to find me over there, by all means, go for it. But we were doing some kind of Q&As and I was getting to know the community and what they wanted better. And one of the questions I asked was in a lively world, our free community online platform. So, oh yeah, by the way, if you want to join that, by all means, go set up a profile. It's totally free for the public to join. And also if you've taken any of our classes in the past, you also have all your classes in the same space. We've kind of created and consolidated what used to be the the app and our courses all into one great space that you can use, whether it's for just for fun to connect with the community or also to take classes with me if you want to as well. So in this kind of space, by the way, the manifesting mailbox I know is getting some really fun little manifestations I've been hearing about through friends that are using it. So there's different groups and spaces in the a lively world. And one of them is the manifesting mailbox that people are sharing, you know, I want to find a person to do my social media for my website. And people are pinging them with those skills and that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool to see people are finding their manifesting sometimes through the actual manifesting mailbox people that are a part of it. So that's kind of fun. But one of the things they asked for, and we're now adding to a lively world as well through the Instagram suggestions was a book club. So this is something that they were asking for. Now, I'm not going to be personally leading any kind Kind of book clubs, but I thought I would do a subject for this Get Ready With You about books in case these are something that you guys would like to consider creating a book club about. By all means, create book clubs on whatever books you guys want to read, and you can go into that group space and start to lead and host your own book club if you'd like to. So basically, head over to alivelyworld.com. You make your free profile, and you can join the book club group if this is interesting to you. And Go for it. Create the groups that you'd like to with people from around the world and, you know, read and share the books however it feels best and most aligning for you as groups to create. Now, today's little topic, however, kind of goes with that. It is the 10 books that made the biggest impact on me during my consciousness journey. So people ask all the time, what do I do to read? And by the way, can I say reading's been such a huge, huge part of my life historically, especially in the Jess era of my reality. My goodness, did I read a lot. When I was young, I actually used to read a chapter book a day, like around fourth grade. And my goodness, my vocabulary and just I was voraciously reading all of the time. I think part of it was we grew up um, when, in Michigan and we had a boat with our family and I had two younger brothers. And as I was the only and oldest child, I just liked to be by myself. And I wanted to, you know, and I didn't have social interaction a lot because this is pre cell phones or Internet days. There was Internet cafes at that point in time. So I'd have to go to connect with my friends friends to go to an internet cafe and sit around and hope that someone on AOL Instant Messenger would pop in so I could chat. Or I guess I could send emails to people as well. That was new back at that time in my life. So basically, I used reading as my entertainment and my way of kind of creating my own reality, even from a young age. 
as I got older, that fiction reading, which I primarily was doing when I was young, shifted obviously to nonfiction. And so especially in the last seven years where I was traveling and living nomadically around the world, there are a few books that really stood out to me. And a lot of those are what are on the list today. So these are books I don't actually even necessarily in some cases remember extremely well on the top of my mind, but I do remember them making a deep impact on me at the time. And I know everybody often that is aware of Spiral Dynamics and my sharing about Spiral Dynamics way back when on the show loves to hear me reference Spiral Dynamics when it comes to different things. So I thought I would kind of, for anyone that is into Spiral Dynamics, separate these books into slightly different colors or consciousness perspectives. So in case that's interesting to you and you have an idea of which color you're most attracted to, these colors in the books in each one might feel appropriate or exciting based on your interests and where you're at in the journey. So number one I wanted to start with is the book that really kicked off my entire journey in the, the inward looking personal development field. And this one actually didn't start in the last seven years. This was the OG book that changed my life and really set me onto a beautiful journey that I'm obviously still on. This is the book that kind of set me in the direction I headed. This was the, the true north and when I was young. So growing up, my mom gave me a copy of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens by Sean Covey. If you've read that book or if you have teenagers, I'd highly recommend. I don't know if teenagers now would like to read it as much as maybe then it might feel a little dated to modern teenagers. But back in the day when I was reading that book, it changed my life. Not actually in high school, ironically, as a teenager. It was more when I was in college. I came home from school for one holiday like with the Christmas break and I was miserable. I was so unhappy in business school. I was binge eating those candy bars you might've heard me talk about and so unhappy and making my promise to myself to find a better way to live life. And when I did, I would help other people. This book is what kind of turned it all around for me or started to point me, I guess you could say in the right direction. Now the teen version of it was what I read because I still had it on my shelf from when I was a high schooler and my mom gave me the book. But it was something that I dove into headfirst in that year of, I think I was probably a junior in college. And then obviously went and found the adult version, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. So Sean Covey is Stephen's son and he wrote the teen version, but Stephen Covey truly was an incredible human. Human. And when he passed away, when I was still younger and in the probably blogging years of my life, I remember hearing that he passed and I had been rereading that book about eight different times. I practically memorized it. I wrote so many of my blogs in those first five years of blogging about and around the premises of the seven habits of highly effective people. And I just really deeply, deeply, deeply respected Stephen Covey, such an incredible human being. And I really loved, and obviously it's an incredibly epically well-known and purchased book. So you probably have heard of this title before, although it's a little dated now. I think he might've wrote it in the eighties or nineties. I don't even remember when. But he was amazing. And when he passed away pretty suddenly, it was a tragic accident that I remember thinking I never got to meet him. And of course, as I was reading books, I never thought I would ever meet people like this. I was just reading books and writing blog posts at the time. But when he died, I realized I would like to see a certain amount of souls on the planet one day in real life just to be in their energy. And this is just kind of like first inklings of 
you know, the fragility of life and the special humans that are on the planet at any one time. Obviously, I couldn't get to meet Michelangelo or, you know, Leonardo da Vinci or other interesting figures. Ben Franklin would have been my favorite one to meet of all time. I named my dog Ben Franklin because I love him so much. So when Stephen passed, I felt, you know, there was like this call to meet and go and experience people that are alive today. So Eckhart Tolle, who's going to make this list obviously later on, is the first person I think I went to a conference of when he started doing them that I became aware of his workshops and conferences. He was the first one that I went to. And then also I knew on this subject of alive people I wanted to see, obviously Oprah and Tony Robbins were two epic humans that were alive at the time. And I would love to interact with their work while they were still on a physical planet in a physical form. And so I did that as well. But okay, going back to books, Stephen Covey and Highly, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People still is so good. Even now you can go back to it no matter what color of the spiral you're on. I'm going to place it loosely in the green of spiral dynamics. However, those principles are so good that they still have a reference point in this reality and how to interact with other people in a really positive and effective way, how to you know organize a life in an effective way. It has so much deep wisdom that still is something that I don't live my life completely around it by any means, but I still think that it is something of true substance. And I just wanted to highlight that and just kind of honor this person that made such a pivotal difference to me at a time in my life where I deeply needed it or desired it. And also he met me where I was at at that point in time too. So obviously at that point in my own life and journey, I was probably at the green spiral and spiral dynamics. So I could understand and get so much of his wisdom and appreciate it. It wasn't too far beyond me or behind me. It was kind of right where I was at. So still beautiful book, just wanted to call that one out. But then the books that kind of really... (laughs) hit me the most, especially when it comes to, you know, this nonfiction reading. I was a voracious learner in the yellow spiral of spiral dynamics. And I know many, 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 the majority probably of people listening to this work in this community are probably some version of yellow. Now, if you remember my spiral dynamics episode, which you can go find, by the way, I forget what episode number it is, but if you go to bellalively.com, go to the podcast page and there's a search bar at the top of the podcast and you can just type in spiral dynamics and it will auto bring up the episode and the title and the number and you can just click it there or go find that number in whatever podcast player you prefer to listen into. So it's really good, by the way, that search bar. If you're ever looking for an episode of mine and you can't remember the title since there are so many, there's 380 or 90 episodes now, you can just search in the title, the topic or the title keyword and it'll find what you're looking for. So you can find it and recommend it to a friend or re-listen if you want to in the archives. So going back to the spiral dynamics, I said in that episode, I was a burnt orange at the time that I actually did the episode. And recently in my live Q&A show, which was really fun, we did a Zoom for people asking questions live, which was super fun. And they were asking about the spiral dynamics. Burnt yellow is where I was at as I did it. But I feel like there's lots of bright yellows, bold middle of the journey, yellow spiral dynamics people, and also burnt out yellows all in this community. So these are the books that stand out to me from the yellow perspective. And this was when I was heavily reading in the last seven years, probably the first year of my journey of traveling in 2016 to 2019, those three years were heavily 
focused on reading because I was alone most of the time and I was traveling in a suitcase and I had a Kindle and I knew how to use it. (laughs) So I was just reading constantly and taking notes. You probably, if you remember Instagram and me back in the day, I would just have epic notebooks and highlighters and I'd write down all these things. This is during my quantum mechanics time. This is when I was learning neurology. This is when I was going to all the Joe Dispenza events and Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton, you name it, I was into it. So this actually, the first book for Yellow though, isn't one of that exact moment, but it's kind of a transcendent book. It's called The Alchemist. I'm sure many people have heard and love The Alchemist as well. Such a classic book and one that I, if I ever had children, would definitely love to read with kids. It's such a beautiful, deep story, but is, and it's a, technically it's a fiction book, but there's just so much deep wisdom in it, even in the simplistic, deep, elegant book that it is. So Paulo Coelho, if you haven't read it yet, that is a real joy and something you could read probably with like a 10 year old, I probably younger too. There's nothing inappropriate in the book at all, but I would say, especially for them to kind of grasp some of the highlights of the topical themes maybe around a 10 year old and above would be such a great book to read with them. Of course you could read it when they're younger too, but I'd say they probably start to really appreciate it more around that age. So The Alchemist is such an incredible one. I'm sure many, many people love it as well. So they're like, yeah, 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 of course that's in this list. Um, so I just want to flag that for anyone that hasn't read it yet, if you haven't, or even if you have a copy and you haven't gone back to it in a while, maybe it's something you might want to even read at night. It's a really beautiful book to read before bed because it's so story driven. It's not something you have to have your full brain capacity to focus on. Now, in the reverse of that, talking about brain capacity to focus, the next book, this is a this is a more niche book, but for those that know it, they're going to be ravenous most likely about it as well, The Master Key System. So this is not a book, by the way, or none of these books actually are something that I heavily focus on or reread anymore. But this was at that point in my yellow journey, one of my favorite books to discover and definitely one of those books that I was writing notes on and highlighting when I was younger in that phase. The Master Key System, I forget the author who wrote it, but is just a great book. I actually found it in a fun way myself because I was with a friend in Ibiza at the time and we were doing a personal training session because she had a personal trainer and she asked me if I wanted to join her. So I did and he mentioned that he's like, well, one day I'm not going to have a job because I said, why? And he goes, because people are going to realize they don't need to work out in order to be healthy. And he just made that comment. And I just took note of it. My ears perked up because this is during the time frame that, you know, I went through the years without wearing glasses. I was really interested in testing the theories of what is true or isn't true in the boundaries of this reality. So I later got this guy's number from my friend and I called him after that session, like a week or two later. And I just said, look, did you really mean that when you said you thought people wouldn't need a personal trainer because they would be able to do it on their own and just stay healthy without working out? And he's like, yeah. And he said, basically, I think he quoted the master key system. So this is what got me to read the master key system and then play with the idea of, do I need to work out anymore? Is that even true? And drop a lot of limiting beliefs around that as well. So that book, fascinating, so fun. If you are in the bright, shiny yellow, if Abraham Hicks is really speaking to you and you are trying to manifest, the master key system is probably going to be a lot of fun to dive into and could be a really fun book club one to talk talk about as well. Next up on the list of yellow, I had to put Becoming Supernatural. Now, I, again, don't remember exactly the specific content in the book 
because I read a lot of Joe's work. And so this is by Joe Dispenza, by the way, Becoming Supernatural. It was the most recent book. I don't know if he has more books out since then, but that was his most recent up-to-date book that I read while I was still in the Joe and Greg Braden, Bruce Lipton era of my time. And I just really felt like Becoming Supernatural really summarized as a holistic book about what we've learned around the potentials of meditation and the mind and visualization and what we can and cannot do through our health and through our vitality and through, in a sense, variations on the theme of manifesting as well. So that book is definitely something if you're interested in the Joe Dispenza work, I'm sure you've already probably read the book, but that was a really great summation of a lot of eye-opening and, you know, belief twisting understandings about this reality for somebody that might be was coming from an orange part of the spiral dynamic, someone from the hyper literal into the supernatural into the yellow. So I don't think that orange people will probably in the spiral be as interested or drawn to becoming supernatural. But if you are entering yellow and you used to be super analytical in orange, becoming supernatural is probably going to be exceptionally exciting to read. So I wanted to flag that for anybody that's feeling like they're interested in how to be a little bit more structural <laughs> and a little bit more more mental, but still using those tools for your manifesting of health, vitality, wellness, and what's actually possible with the body and your mind connection. So then, of course, I'm going a little bit more into the woo by, of course, I have to mention The Law of Attraction, the classic book by Esther and Jerry Hicks with Abraham Hicks. I prefer it on Audible because it's recordings of Esther recording in the early days, which is also quite fun to listen to, to hear how she used to channel Abraham and how they came through her then it was quite different than you hear it come through her now. She's gotten a lot more relaxed and the energy is a lot more, I think, kind of in the same vibration as Esther. So it's a much more fluid sound, but it's a little bit different and also fascinating all at the same time. And all the premises laid out from step one, from day one in the Law of Attraction book. So if you've never read Abraham Hicks or heard all of the thousands of hours of YouTube content and you want to get the basis in one place, this would be a great place to start or even to summarize if you've been kind of piecemeal hitting YouTube over and over again on different topics. Topics, but when I get a bigger overall understanding, the law of attraction on Audible is a great one. I remember listening to that on so many flights when I was younger and playing solitaire as I listened. I could spend hours re-listening to that book over and over again while playing solitaire on many a long haul flight. It kept me very entertained. Now, this one, the next is kind of two. There's The Journey of Souls and Destiny of Souls, which is the follow-up by Michael Newton. Oh my goodness. This one was following me everywhere in the community. I think I had seven or eight people at the same time of my life in my journey. I was in Australia, probably 20... 17, 2018, and people kept saying, you need to read Journey of Souls, you need to read Journey of Souls, you need to read Journey of Souls. And so after having so many people say it, I finally actually did. And my goodness, were they all right? They knew me so well. It was life and belief changing. If you are ever worried or stressed about the idea of dying or wondering what happens after you die or understanding the sole purpose in a sense of this reality and how you choose your families, how you choose your experiences here ahead of time and what parts are chosen, what parts aren't, Journey of Souls and then the follow-up Destiny of Souls 
are incredible. I always recommend when I mention these books to people to listen on Audible because they're very, very story driven in the sense that they're summaries of 30 years of life between life regression, hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy, they regress. So it's a really beautiful, I won't tell you too much and give it away, but I just have to say such a great one, but also perfect for Audible. So if you just want to listen to the stories, there's nothing to write down. There's no stats to memorize or remember. Um, like the master key system, I really recommend reading and then writing down notes and kind of really processing more like a textbook where Journey of Souls is not so much at all. It's just a perception shift and the stories will stick with you, but you can hear them auditorially and they'll be really pleasant to hear. Now we have another one. This one to me is a bit more deep. So I would recommend reading it, or at least depending on your learning style. For me, the really serious stuff that I need to really hyper-focus on that's not story-led information, I love reading in the written form. And the next one is one of those because it's pretty deep. Power versus Force. Do you guys remember this one? By I think it's by Hawkins. I forget his first name. I'm just writing down the titles as I was thinking of these off the top of my head. But it is David R. Hawkins. Hawkins. Anyways, Power Versus Force, incredible book, very thought shifting and provoking when I read it at the first point in my journey. I was much younger. I probably wasn't even, I wasn't even in the yellow category to be fair. When I read it, I was probably still in the orange green parts of the spiral, but even when I was there, I could tell there was a lot of wisdom in it and some of it I was able to grasp at the time. So I definitely wanted to flag that. But I would say that's definitely on that border of yellow into turquoise. Now going into a solid turquoise set of books, I gotta say, of course, number one, first foremost for me forever would be The Power of Now. Eckhart Tolle wrote such an incredible book. I would definitely recommend reading this one. If you want to fall asleep, I'd recommend listening to it. But he speaks so slowly with such presence that it's very, very relaxing, perfect to fall asleep to, but not necessarily to like understand from the mental point of view so much because it's so dense and so rich with information. I have been known to go through copies of this, writing and taking notes on top of the words, crossing out words, putting in my vocabulary so I could comprehend it at deeper levels, all this different stuff. And then I would hand it over to somebody else after I went through a copy and then gift it to them. And then they would have all my notes in the margins and like, it's like this, or this is an example, all my metaphors and stuff. As I was reading, I would just get these ideas to how to integrate it better into my own cellular understanding and my body and awareness and my mind really, ultimately. It wasn't, I wasn't becoming more aware because I was reading the books, but my mind was getting more, I guess, on top of the topics that I was reading about, you could say, and better at understanding them conceptually. And it really seemed to help other people, these little abridged versions of the of the books. I don't even know how many times I've read this book, but it's one that I will always remember. And I think of like this lifetime, and I think especially of the Jess era of this lifetime, The Power of Now is probably the seminal book besides The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that impacted me the most. So thank you, Eckhart, for that. For me, A New Earth was never quite as appealing. I not to say it's not as good. I just, for me, just really, really, really revere the power of now. And that's something even now I would go back to and enjoy. 
Next up in the turquoise, I really love Michael Singer's The Surrender Experiment. This could be a fun one also for the book club to do because you could do your own surrender experiments in your own lives and share the stories of doing it along with reading the book. So if you haven't read Michael Singer's Surrender Experiment, this is something I highly recommend because here's the thing, Michael and uh, Eckhart are both similar in the sense that they speak about very similar truths through their own lenses and teaching styles. So you've got like the Untethered Soul was Michael Singer's book that's kind of his akin to The Power of Now. But for me, I never really, I didn't even, I read a few chapters and I just put it down. It just did not strike me to the depth that the Eckhart Tolle power of now did. However, the thing about Eckhart is that his story about his own personal journey is just in the first chapter of the power of now. It's one chapter where Michael Singer in the surrender experiment shows his entire life, decades of his life are in extreme detail shown. And there's just so much depth of understanding of experiences and of his personal journey, which I think is incredible. So I really, really, really love the surrender experiment because it's an example of somebody living this way in a deep way for a very long time. And you just get a lot more depth of understanding of what it is to have 10 fingers, 10 toes and living this way slowly as it evolves into you over time, that awareness and that understanding in a, in a real kind of in a sense, like a real time way, because it's just so much more spread out where Eckhart's is kind of jammed into a very dense first chapter. Next up, we have Awareness by Anthony DeMello. This is, I actually found this book. I found this first in college, if you can believe it. And technically it's not even a book. So putting it on this is a little bit of a, you know, extension of books, you could say, because this one and the next book, actually both of them are a series of speeches that have been put into an audible book form. But what I really love and respect about these books is because the awareness of the speakers is captured. So the energy that they're coming from is part of what's conveying the frequency of the information, not just the words alone. So Anthony DeMello is one of the teachers that's made the largest impact on me because when I was in college, a friend of mine's father gave him the audio of Awareness by Anthony DeMello. I think he was a 1970s uh, Indian, India, Indian Catholic priest. And if you listen to it, I am 99.99% sure he was enlightened and he was so far ahead of his time and he was doing such a beautiful job. Even in my little green state of college and spiral dynamics, I really loved it because he was speaking obviously from a turquoise place, but as a green (laughs) in spiral dynamics, I knew that or I guess maybe, or an insight into turquoise, I guess. I always knew that all the religions were ultimately at their core, speaking to the same essential truth if they are true. So I always loved when I first found him because he was tying Eastern understandings and religious understanding to the Western and Catholic versions. And I was raised Catholic growing up. So I always knew that, you know, Buddhism was just as valid as Catholicism. I never thought one was wrong or right. I just got exposed to one, almost like one language. It's like Italian's not right and Spanish isn't wrong. It's just that I got raised in Italy, so I knew Italian, but I always knew I wanted to learn Spanish. That was kind of how I felt about Buddhism and Eastern philosophy from an immediately young age. And so Anthony DeMello was the first touch point I had to the 
bridging of those worlds, the East and the West in a spiritual sense, combining and through a man who was living from that place. So powerful. Love it. Whenever I've recommended that to anybody or listened to it with anyone, they always end up loving it. He's very funny too, tells loads of jokes. It's very easy to re-listen to and just go on a loop. So I probably listened to that book 40 to 50 times in my life. And that's probably just even in college, I was listening to it that much. But even I found it on Audible years and years and years later through a a guy that I dated actually in Australia. I used to do this thing where I would joke about myself in third person. So I'd speak about Jess and he would say, he always thought that was funny. And then he found awareness on Audible and he heard Anthony DeMello mentioning, I think St. Teresa of Avalon used to do the same thing about herself. And as he hit that part of the book, he sent a little snippet over to me and said, hey, this reminds me of you and how you like to call yourself in the third person. And it kind of pinged that book and brought it back into my life again, because I only had the computer tracks on my computer in college. So I lost those as my computers died and I moved on with my life. And so being able to reaccess Anthony DeMello at a much later point in my journey was such a gift because when I was green in my consciousness, I was able to love it and respect it, but I couldn't really connect to it too much. So as I got into the late yellow stage, and I found it. I w- and I was burnt yellow trying to, you know, figure out how to do the turquoise thing. That was just such a gift to be able to revisit from this deeper and more progressed understanding of so much of what he says. And last but not least, I'm going to say this isn't, by the way, the last ultimate penultimate, you know, book, but one of the other books I had to call out in the same way that Anthony DeMello's because their audio series of conversations over time is Experiments in Truth by Ram Dass, also on Audible. So cool to hear Ram Dass. One of the things I love so much about Ram Dass in this is that the conversations and speeches are done through years of his life. I forget how many years span from chapter one to the end, but I have to say you can hear in his voice how much he progressed in his consciousness through the frequency and the tones of his voice alone. And obviously what he says through his voice as he goes through the journey. So it's really fun and entertaining to hear that. If you haven't and you like Ram Dass, check it out on Audible yet again. This should be an Audible sponsored episode. Isn't that funny? (laughs) We used to have them as a sponsor once upon a time. But anyways, yeah, I definitely think that those last two are just so highly entertaining and also just high vibes to listen to, kind of like listening to Abraham just feels good. Those two as well, just to hear that presence in turquoise and their very spontaneously spoken conversations or speeches is just amazing. So there you have it. Those are my top tens. And of course I have to do a little call out last but not least about the Cat Who books. These are my books that I've read since I was in high school. I reread them, I think in my twenties and now I'm rereading them yet again here in my thirties. They're just so cute. They're by Lillian Jackson Braun, who's no longer with us, I don't think. But she just wrote these books about two Siamese cats, Coco and Yum Yum, and how Coco would help James Quillerin, this um, reporter and multi-millionaire billionaire in the up north part of the US solve murder mysteries. (laughs) So if you feel like that sounds fun, it's like cotton candy or macaroni and cheese, 
like the epic most comfort food type of stories, maybe you'll want to check those out. But I just have to say thank you to those because they spend my evenings with me, putting me to sleep every single night. So there you have it, you guys. I hope you enjoy this. Of course, you can by all means make book clubs about any of these books or any other book that you'd like to and share it in the book club section of A Lively World if you want to see if anyone else wants to join you. And until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>